Hello, this is Diana Castro and you've tuned in to Leaders with a Mission. And today I have someone really special and we're going to learn about how to embrace monetization online from someone who's been there and done that. So let me tell you a little bit about her. Her name is Sharanda Stewart, a super mom, a wife, a community leader that loves inspiring women to dream bigger at any age. She owns a lifestyle clothing brand, Sporty Mamas, that has grown in following, giving her the opportunity to monetize her social influence and landing deals with brands like Publix or Bubble Box, among others. So welcome, senorita. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming. So I want everyone to know a little bit more about you and how you came to create this Sporty Mamas brand and how that everything has kind of like tied together to what's been happening now. So tell me a little bit about that. Sure, sure. So Sporty Mamas was born um, in 2009. Um, I was in between pregnancies and kind of was feeling like I was missing out. Like I really needed something for myself. I was a stay-at-home mom for years and I was praying for guidance and looking for something for me. So Sporty Mamas was born in the middle of the night. Um, I started with t-shirts. I love empowering women to look and feel their best. So that was always like the mission. And I would start like blinging t-shirts and making jewelry, setting up trunk shows in different areas in Miami, especially at the soccer games. I was like famous for the soccer moms rock t-shirts um, and just kind of finding myself again. So Sporty Moms was kind of like a passion project to empower moms to look and feel their best. That's beautiful. And so that's how Sparty Mamas is born. Where did the evolution of, you know, growing your following and then having the opportunity to monetize that growth? Well, back when I started Sporty Mamas, it wasn't even like a thing. Like influencer, social media wasn't even a thing. I don't I think we may have had Facebook, but I didn't really promote or do anything back then. It wasn't until like 2017, 2018 when I started kind of doing some research. A friend invited me to a blogger conference and I was like amazed at all the things that the women were doing in the blogging world um, that I really hadn't thought about. I always had a blog since I had my website. I always had a blog where I would talk about different topics for moms, but I never quite thought about monetizing um, and especially social media uh, marketing. So 2019 rolled around. I started signing up for platforms. And in those platforms, once you sign up, you learn the ropes. So signing up for platforms earlier in 2019, like one or two would come in. I'd be like, hey, this is cool. And then a few more would come in. I'm like, hmm, I like that. I call it my Starbucks money. It'd be like, you know, $50 here, $75 here, $100 here. And over time, you start building a following because you're more active, you know, you're posting regularly. And the more consistent you are, they see you. And I think that was like really a huge step in like visibility and starting to land more brand deals. That's awesome. So can you share with us what platforms what platforms were, were you started on? Yeah, definitely. So in the beginning, there's this thing, like your follower count does count for some of these platforms. You have to have a certain amount of followers before you can get to different levels on the platforms. So initially there were apps like um, Heartbeat, Activate Social, there's a Sway where you kind of get your foot in the door. Um, again, this was back in 2019. There's tons of platforms right now. What the platforms do is, you know, you have a profile, 
And the brands go in and kind of scan your profile to see if you're a good match. So if you're a good match, they'll, you know, ask you if you want a partner or not. That's beautiful. And it's it sounds like all fun and games until like you really get to do it. I'm sure that it's not, you know, unicorns and butterflies all the time. What has been the most challenging things that you have found in this journey of um, creating content for other brands? Where, where are the hiccups? People like, I wonder, like, I want to know the dirty secrets. Well, I think everything's always changing. The algorithm's changing, what brands want change. And I think you have to stay like educated, like read, 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 you know, don't worry so much about following what everybody else is doing, you know, do what works for you. But also you have to continue to learn and be willing to learn to grow with, you know, the way it's, it's rolling. Like things keep changing, you know, the algorithm changed. I guess it was the end of last year where now we're starting to see static posts again, where before it was only reels, 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 but now we're seeing static posts again. So being flexible um, and also, you know, willing to go with the flow. Got it. So it's, it's like navigating the waters. But for you, what has been things that have been challenging? Like maybe, like I would think, how do I create a contract? Like are contracts pre-made for you? How do you, when do you know when to get an agent? Like, have you gone through any of those things? Like, Tell me everything. Well, there are levels to this. That's what I want to remind everyone. There are levels to this. I'm still considered a smaller influencer. I have about 14,000 followers on Instagram. And then I have some on TikTok, some on Pinterest, some on YouTube, but the bulk of them are on Instagram. So I remember when I first started, because the Sporty Mamas by itself was already doing its thing. Um, so I already had probably like two or 3,000 back in 2019. From then, you know, you keep posting and you're, you're learning to grow. Hashtags, hashtags help a lot for um, visibility. So I would tag Miami, Miami moms, Miami bloggers, Miami influencers. Um, and brands, I will ask them like, how did you find me? And it was hashtags. So I use your hashtags. <laughs> um, yeah, so once you get to like 5,000, to me, that's when the door started opening. Um, I don't know why, like if it was like a magic number or not, but I saw more opportunities around 5,000. When we got to 10,000, remember we had to get to 10,000 to have the links. Now anyone can have links, but back then you had to get to 10,000. So I noticed a huge um, jump. Once I got to 10,000 and I could do the links, now you have the links. <laughs> um, so basically, you know, getting to those different levels and also on those platforms, on the influencer platforms, when you're on the platforms and your numbers continue to grow, the rate increases, you know, more opportunities for different types of campaigns. And again, your visibility, it just keeps, you know, growing. So now let's talk about the good, because there are so many good things that have come from being in this influencer marketing world. Um, the doors that have opened not only to work with brands, but to meet some amazing, kind people. Like some of your best friends become people that like you never even met in real life. They're like your social media besties. So developing like those really cool, special relationships because they get you. They're going through similar things that you're going through. Um, I think some of my biggest like supporters and cheerleaders are also on social media. Um, working with brands, I've had some brand deals where the campaign may have been not paid because they will do gifting. 
but those gifted campaigns have turned into long-term paying campaigns. So don't give up on, you know, the gifted. You have to start from somewhere. Um, another campaign, I worked with a brand twice and I they loved it so much. I actually just got back last night from doing a professional modeling shoot with this brand as a model, not an influencer. So you really don't know what doors are gonna open from you. You just have to keep showing up, being consistent, being yourself. And the rest is just, you know, whatever the universe has for you is for you. I love it. What projects have you enjoyed working the most, like that have been super fun for you and what you enjoy the most about them? Hmm, I can only like, <laughs> I've done a lot in the last two years. And to me, one of the best things about what I'm doing is developing relationships also, not just pushing a brand or working with a brand. So the the campaigns or collaborations where I get multiple campaigns with the same brand, like those mean the most to me. So for example, I've done like four campaigns with Dove, which was huge for me. That was like on my dream vision board for 2021 to get something with Dove. And then 2022, I had three campaigns with Dove. So that was like huge. Another one that is like close to home is a partnership with Baptist Health. Being able to work with Baptist Health continuously for the past two years, they're so mission driven and loyal to you know the influencer tribe like they try to continuously you know find opportunities for us to grow not just with our brand but within the community which i love because you know i'm passionate about giving back um so those two really stand out and mean a lot to me i love it so tell me about because you also have a philanthropist soul like that i i i was thinking of who can i invite that um, would be amazing for our community. And I spoke to one of our mentors and leaders and I was like, who who can we bring over? And she's like, you have to talk to Sharanda. She is a powerhouse. And I was like, oh my God, why didn't I think about it? And I that's when I reached out and I, I wanna learn more a little bit of what you're doing for the community because I know that you're really big in philanthropy as well. Yeah, I mean, I used to do a lot more like as Sporty Mamas. We did a charity bowling event for four, almost five years in a row, raising funds for breast cancer awareness. We raised close to 15,000 in those four and a half years, which I'm really, really proud of. So I haven't been doing those type of um, events. They were bowling events. I haven't been doing those in a few years, but I'm still active in different groups and organizations I support. Um, I love Fem City. I love the um, Guardian Angels at Jackson Health. I love um, patches, like different groups that I donate to annually. Just part of, you know, me, I always feel like, you know, giving makes you feel better. It not just, it makes you feel better, but it reminds you of your purpose. Like the more we get, the more we give. And being in the position that I'm in and my family's in, like giving back to the community has always been huge for me. I love it. So it's, it's, it has purpose beyond just influence. Like your influence matters. You get to reach people and touch people in a different way. I love it. Is there anything that you would want someone who is considering um, jumping into the, you know, this, this type of monetization structure? Is there anything that you wish you knew back then that you would like them to know that would help them grow even better? Hmm. 
That's a really good question. Um, I think staying true to yourself and your core values is huge. I think to not stress over the numbers because I was just with a group yesterday and your numbers on paper might say something, but it's your content is being consistent. It's what brands are able to do with the content um, that really matter in the end. So if you don't have 10 or 20 or 30,000 followers, still continue to do what you love to produce you know, content that stands out, content that means something to you and not, you know, trying to compare yourself to other people. I think that's the biggest thing that, you know, we kind of struggle with in the social media world is trying to keep up and do what everybody else is doing. But if you stay true to yourself, you know, the doors will open. Okay. So I have another question. Tell us what are different ways that people can get brand deals? Is it only them contacting you? Like, tell us more. Okay, so like we said earlier, one thing is the platforms. Um, once you sign up for a platform, you get notifications of when different campaigns are available, and then you can apply through those platforms. And that's something that I use from the beginning and I still use today. Another option is pitching. Pitching is when you find the contact at the brand and you email them kind of like an introduction, who you are, what you do, why you, what you love about the brand, and why you want to work with them. Um, pitching is tricky because you have to find the right person, so it can be time consuming. I honestly don't pitch. <laughs> Not yet. I don't either. have the time to yeah. pitch. Like I've been busy, and then also, you know, I'm a full time stay at home mom, so I'm doing this, you know, juggling, <laughs> you know, motherhood and the influencer world. But I've known a lot of people to have a lot of success um, from pitching because when you pitch, you can kind of pitch your own rates. Where on the platforms, it's kind of like a flat fee and they don't have room for negotiation. Got it. So and you probably have to have like your idea. So, oh, I have an idea for a... Mm -hmm. Okay, got it. And kind of pitch what you think, like say it's an ice cream brand. Oh, we'll be poolside eating ice cream cones with the kids. You know, so got you it. send them like your idea of what your content will look like. And you were going to say something before I interrupted you. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. And then the next question I had was... Um, I wonder, okay, what you land a deal, what next? Is there a protocol? How long do they take to pay you back? Do they pay you up front? <laughs> Maybe you cannot say all of that stuff, but I don't know. Well, you never, ever, ever, I've never, ever, ever been paid up front for anything. Got it. Um, most contracts are 30 days or 60 days, but I've had one that was like four months. They didn't pay me for four months. And I was kind of like, what? <laughs> Like, is this for real? But it was a good brand. So I, you know, did it anyway. Yeah. And I really didn't get paid for that campaign for four months. Wow. So like, those are things to to watch for because you don't know what you don't know. Um, but then, okay, fine. Let's, the question, you landed the deal. What happens next? Okay. So usually you get notification that, hey, we want to work with you. After you negotiated the rate or signed off on the contract, you produce the content send it for a draft, you know, the first draft. Sometimes they offer in the contract, they tell you they want the ability to have a reshoot if they're not, you know, happy with what you sent. So you kind of, I've had to reshoot, not a lot, but one or two that I was kind of not happy about because <laughs> I thought it was fabulous. But um, that can come up, you know, you have to reshoot, which if you use a photographer, that means you have to book the photographer again. Um, and that can be costly. Got it. Okay. So those are the things that nobody tells you 
like beforehand. So I love that I have you here to get all the insiders information. And I think another thing like I have to stress is the pay because everybody's not going to make the same amount of money. However, I have seen girls and I've seen myself grow in the last year where the money will start coming. If you're consistent, you know, you want to be consistent and not do it for the money. Um, but you can see like a post and think, oh, you're rolling. You did four posts in a row. But think about it. Like at work, you get a paycheck every week or every two weeks. With these campaigns, you're not going to get a check for at least, you know, 60 days, 30 if you're lucky, but at least, you know, usually it's around 60 days. Up to four months. Got it. So that's something like if you're living off of, you know, yeah, to there's keep inconsistency. In mind. Yeah. yeah. I, but it's it's the cost of what it, it the trade off to starting in this kind of industry and what it would look like. What in your in your eyes, what is the hardest thing and what what is the good and the bad for you? Well, we'll start with the bad. Um, time. Because you have to kind of always be on and present to that world, you know. I went on vacation and I took a few hours a day where I was like, no way. But it's like to keep up, you do have to like post in your stories, check this, check that, check your emails, <laughs> just to make sure you're not missing anything. So the amount of time that goes into it, people don't really understand that. However, if you do the work, it does pay off. And then maybe one day you won't have to put as much time because you'll have somebody doing it for you. <laughs> um, so there's something that we always, always, always ask in the show, which is what is um, your definition of leadership? My definition of leadership is someone who is driven, someone that inspires and encourages and uplifts the people around them. Um, you're a role model for your children. You're a role model in the community. And you just lead with purpose. You know, you follow your heart when making decisions and hopefully everything else will just follow along. I love that. Thank you. Because I know from knowing you in the community, you are very soulfully driven to do the things that you do. And I'm so, so proud of what you have done because like I, I met Sharanda, when she had her Sporting Mamas brand, and you're such a hard worker and you do it with love and intention and then seeing you progress and seeing you like, I was like, oh my goodness, this is so cool. She's having brand deals with other brands that I recognize. I was so impressed and I was like, what a cool conversation would it be? Because there's a lot of people that may want to understand that world better to, to explore it. Like they... They want to explore that opportunity, but they don't know what's ahead. So for someone that is already in it to let them know what it looks like, it's pretty valuable. And the other conversation or the other question is, um, what are books? What books do you love? What books feed, feed your soul? So I love audibles. Um, I listen to them because I'm always in the car with, you know, driving my kids around. And a key book for the influencer world was um, a book by Tezza. She's a famous influencer. I think it came out around 2018, 2017, where she kind of, it's like a guide for becoming an influencer. Um, I love The Alchemist. I think everybody should read it at least once. Anything by Gabby Bernstein, oh. I'm all for. Like, yes. there was a point where I was just reading her stuff back to back. Um, Becoming by Michelle Obama. Viola Davis's last book was like, an eye opener for me because you never know what people went through to get to where they are. And I think we take that for granted, like to overcome some of the things that, you know, these women have 
overcame has been like eye-opening and encouraging. And it kind of reminds us that, you know, even when times get rough, if we keep pushing through, you know, we'll make it to the bright side. I love it. That's so cool. I And this is so wonderful that people get to experience firsthand from someone who's been there, done that. And thank you for flying back from New Year's Eve, right? Yes. Um, just just to back. be here. <laughs> thank you so much. So, okay. One of the questions here is where can people find you? Where can people learn more about you, about what you do? Tell us a little about it. Okay. Well, on all platforms at Sporty Mamas, and it's S-P-O-R-T-Y-M-O-M-M-A-S because we get that confused. Um, my blog is SportyMamas.com and LinkedIn. I'm Sharonda Butler-Stewart. Beautiful. And if you like to use video to amplify your visibility, if you want to make an impact with the power of video, we're going to invite you to visit us at 4 Thank you so much. And we'll see you on the next one.